Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. This is a Taylor Swift podcast about her songs. From her debut album, to her ninth studio album, to her re-records, Taylor's version, and beyond. Each episode will go through an individual Taylor Swift song, include guest appearances from fellow Swifties, and touch on current Taylor news or Easter eggs. Jump then fall with lifelong Swifty Silver as she shakes it off, occasionally does something bad, and becomes even more enchanted with Blondie. Are you ready for it? Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. Today we will be talking about track number eight, Stay Beautiful, from Taylor Swift's debut album. This song was written by Taylor Swift and Liz Rose, produced by Nathan Chapman and Chad Carlson. It was released on October 24th, 2006 with the album. Stay Beautiful is about a boy named Corey Robinson that Taylor had a crush on in high school. He moved away and she never told him that she liked him, so she expressed her feelings for him in a song, which she then went on to perform in a school talent show. She uses his real name in the song, which is reminiscent of Teardrops on My Guitar about Drew. Taylor says about Stay Beautiful, after hearing my songs, a lot of people ask me, how many boyfriends have you had? And I always tell them that more of my songs come from observation than actual experience. In other words, you don't have to date someone to write a song about them. This is a song I wrote about a guy I never dated. Wow, right? This song is about a guy I thought was cute and never talked to him much. But something about him inspired this song, just watching him. The hidden message in this song is shake and bake. Literally, the breadcrumbs. I am assuming it's an inside joke because I have scoured the internet and I cannot find what that means in reference to this song. And perhaps we'll never know. If you do know what it means in reference to this song, please leave a comment and let me know because I am very curious. Let's get into the lyrics. Verse 1. Corey's eyes are like a jungle. This song, as we've already mentioned, is very similar to Teardrops on My Guitar. Both the first lines, the first word of the first lines, are the boy's name that the song is written about. Drew, Corey. She references eyes as a body feature quite a lot in her lyrics, specifically the color of the eyes. And since she compares Corey's eyes to a jungle, we can assume that the, that his eyes are green. He smiles. It's like the radio. He whispers songs into my window in words that nobody knows. This, these lyrics feel like Taylor is saying, when I think about songs on the radio and my love of music, I think about how I feel about Corey. And if we think about the song Superstar, which is on her Fearless album, she talks about the radio of somebody that she admires from afar, a celebrity, and that's her only connection to him. 
and she admires Corey from afar in this song, never talks to him, never tells him her feelings about him. And this whole concept of relating to something through a radio, through music on the radio, is that unspoken crush on somebody in Taylor's world. That secret admiration for somebody and that only connection. If she never really talked to him or interacted with Corey much, then Taylor doesn't have much in the real world to base this crush on. But (laughs) as most of us know, you don't need a lot of reality to have a crush on somebody. And this song definitely explores that alternate reality, if you will, (laughs) of being in love with somebody that you don't have a relationship with. There's pretty girls on every corner that watch him as he's walking home saying, does he know? Will you ever know? This is the boy in high school that everyone had a crush on, myself included. Did anyone else do this or is this just a me thing? But like you would actually talk with your close friends about the same boy that you both had a crush on. Now looking back on that as an adult, like that would never happen. But in high school, those innocent little crushes that never went anywhere, this was totally normal behavior for more than one person's in a friend group to have a crush on the same person. The end of the verse, does he know, will you ever know? That's that extreme high school point of view that Meg and I talked about when we discussed Teardrops on My Guitar. That whole notion that high school, those high school years are the only years to exist and it is the be all end all of life. (laughs) Will you ever know? Does he know? It's, It's almost a cry for recognition because the unspokenness of these lyrics is, if you don't know, then my world is over. Then we get our first chorus. You're beautiful, every little piece love, and don't you know, you're really gonna be someone, ask anyone. This chorus is just the sweetest, most innocent, purest love It is so elevated and so almost unrealistic, but not in a bad way. She uses the words, you're beautiful, which is what I would say about this song, this chorus. It's just so sweet. And there's no bitterness that this boy doesn't know about Taylor's feelings for him or return them. It's such well wishes, despite... (laughs) having absolutely no relationship with his boy and no almost hope of a relationship with him. It's adorable. I love it so much. And when I when I was researching this song, it just it really brought me back into having these types of crushes as a teenager because this is not how <laughs> I have feelings for somebody nowadays, which is a good thing. It just means that life has gone on and I have gone on with it, but <laughs> There is something to be said about this sweet, innocent, high school crush teenage years. And when you find everything you looked for, I hope your life leads you back to my door. Oh, but if you don't, stay beautiful. We get our title lyric there. And and we get a little bit of improper grammar with the pluralization. 
use there. But as we have said before, when it comes to Taylor and songwriting lyrics, we will forgive anything. Again, such well wishes for Corey from Taylor. So innocent, so sweet. Verse two, Corey finds another way to be the highlight of my day. This alternative reality is, and we'll see later on in the lyrics, is a daydream. This is a daydream relationship that Taylor has formed in her mind. Corey finds another way to be the highlight of my day. Now, I can distinctly remember creating whole scenarios, interactions, conversations, moments, memories with high school crushes that I had that had absolutely no basis in reality. It was that daydream life that I believe we all enter into at one point or another. This highlight of Taylor's day probably was nothing that Corey even knew that he was doing probably not even interacting with Taylor at all. It was just something that she latched onto, that she created meaning around, that became the highlight of her day. And it was probably the smallest, most insignificant thing. However, she goes on to say, I'm taking pictures in my mind so I can save them for a rainy day. Pictures, Polaroids, we've mentioned the frequency of the use of that theme in Taylor's songwriting. This is the catalog of daydreams that Taylor has created for herself and Corey that she can reference later on, as she says, when she needs them. It's hard to make a conversation when he's taking my breath away. <laughs> she can't even talk to him. She can't relate to him. I, I would venture a guess to say that their interactions were so minimal, nothing of substance other than pleasantries. And I distinctly can relate to this type of, <laughs> to this type of feeling. It's hard to make a conversation when he's taking my breath away, not being able to talk to the object of your affections and the affections for yourself are so large, but you can't even say, hello, hey, by the way, which is our final lyric of the second chorus. I should say, hey, by the way, this is a different lead into the chorus than verse one. In verse one, she sings through the lens of, will you ever know that this is how I see you? And the lead into the second chorus is through the lens of, this is what I want to say to you. Same as the first chorus, but in relationship to the preceding verse, a different meaning. Then we get our bridge. If you and I are a story that never gets told, if what you are is a daydream I'll never get to hold, at least you'll know. The beginning of the bridge potentially could be written off as a literary reference in terms of a story. But what this bridge is driving home is that this whole relationship is in Taylor's mind. There is nothing that is actually happening between Taylor and Corey. And this is when we get the confirmation that it is all a daydream. Even though she associates it with an if, it's a daydream. It's interesting that she ends the bridge with an uh, at least you'll know. 
each of the choruses that happen in this song are precipitated by a different way to view them. The first chorus is precipitated by Will You Ever Know? The second, I Should Say. The third, At Least You'll Know. It's a past tense. It's saying, well, it's almost like a at least we had what we had theme, but it never actually happened, which is such an interesting liberty that Taylor takes. But I love it. We get the final chorus with a couple of little changes. You're beautiful, every little piece love, and don't you know you're really going to be someone? Ask anyone. The final chorus starts out the exact same way as the outside and tied together with a smile in that we start small, we start quiet, and build to the end. Taylor utilizes this songwriting performance tool a lot and there's nothing so sweet as these first few lines of this final chorus and when you find everything you look for i hope your life leads you back to my front door first time we have the front adjective in the past it was just door very different sentiments than teardrops on my guitar despite all of the similarities Teardrops on my guitar is, well, they're both unrequited love, but Teardrops on my guitar has more of a sorrowful theme to it, feeling to it. Whereas Stay Beautiful, it's just so light and there's no hard feelings there that the love is unrequited. It's all in support of this other person being the best that they can be and doing the most that they can do. The chorus leads into the outro. Oh, but if it don't, will you stay beautiful, 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 beautiful. Then she vocalizes a little bit. Oh, but if it don't, stay beautiful, stay beautiful. And we end with some na-na-na-nas. What a cute little song. This song is just so special and so adorable and does not get enough credit. Let me just say, let's talk Taylor's trends. We have, I'm going to say 1.5 trends in (laughs) this. eh, We could even make an argument for mm, two, but we'll we'll go with 1.5. So the for sure one point trend is the weather trend. So I can save them for a rainy day. That one is cut and dry, (laughs) pun intended. Then, as we briefly mentioned in the lyric breakdown, we have maybe a literary reference in the lyric, if you and I are a story that never gets told, that we'll give a half point to. And then we have a implied colors trend, which we can give another half point to. In the Corey's eyes are like a jungle because we're going to assume that Corey had green eyes. So it's an implied trend, so it gets half a point. Don't come for me. Now it's time for this week's version of Taylor. We have quite a bit of news this week. The first one is Taylor broke her social media silence in 2022. 
So, as most of you heard, there was a certain interview with certain tweets that were published this week. Damon Albarn said in an interview that Taylor Swift doesn't write her own songs. The audacity. Then, Taylor Swift responded in a tweet saying, Damon Albarn, I was such a big fan of yours until I saw this. I write all of my own songs. Your hot take is completely false and so damaging. You don't have to like my songs, but it's really fucked up to try and discredit my writing. Wow. Then, in a follow-up tweet, she says, P.S. I wrote this tweet all by myself in case you were wondering. Expressionless face emoji. Go Taylor! The internet really rallied behind her this week. One of the best tweets about Taylor's response to writing her own songs was Taylor Swift ending her social media hiatus to tell a man to fuck off. Priceless. What a way to start 2022, Taylor. We're here for it. The second piece of Taylor news this week is that she released a Lover Valentine's Day theme merch line on her website. I Let me just tell you, I spent way too much money on this release, but there are some really fun items in the store, so check them out if you haven't already. My item that I purchased that I'm most looking forward to is the Lover, the Pink Lover Pillow. I have the perfect spot for it, and I'm so excited for when it arrives in the mail. The third piece of news that we have this week is there is a third red chapter red taylor's version the slow motion chapter this is a sad chapter because the first song in the chapter is all too well 10 minute version taylor's version from the vault <sighs> the second song in the chapter is holy ground taylor's version the third is the moment i knew taylor's version the fourth is Sad, Beautiful, Tragic, Taylor's version. The fifth, Come Back, dot, 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 Be Here, Taylor's version. And the final song in the chapter is The Last Time, featuring Gary Lightbody of Snow Patrol, Taylor's version. Quite a sad, mournful, slow, in-your-feels chapter. Check it out if you haven't already. Then the final piece of news of the week is that Taylor has earned three nominations at the 2022 iHeart Awards. She was nominated for Best Lyrics for All Too Well 10-Minute Version. She was nominated for Female Artist of the Year. And she was nominated for Best Fan Army for the Swifties. You can vote on Twitter or on the iHeartRadio website. So if you haven't, make sure you cast your vote so that she can win these categories. The iHeart Awards 2022 is on March 22nd this year, and we will be keeping up to date on everything that is going down surrounding Taylor Swift and these awards. That's all for this week's version of Taylor. 
Tune in next week where we will cover Should Have Said No, track number nine, and we have a guest, Captain Fisman, will be covering the song with me. You don't want to miss it. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on all the platforms so you don't miss any content or episodes. And on that note, come back, be there. <laughs>